This is Chris. And Sarah. We're just getting ready for a time of amazement. Surprise. And good times. Welcome to the unofficial Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 61 of the Unofficial Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Yay! We're back! We're back, we're back, we're back! We came back from our own hiatus of sorts. Yay! So we're still alive. We are still alive. I'm finally back. My feet are back in North America. Good to be home. Yep, you have a few more stamps in your passport. I have a wedding ring on my finger. Woo! Congratulations! Thank you. I think we've covered all the changes. Pretty much. <laughs> so let's move on <laughs> to on. the changes in Adventures in Odyssey. Absolutely. Um, well, did you get a chance to listen to 51 while you were um, overseas? Yeah, I did. I um, almost, not every week, but I was able to catch up on all the episodes um, from Album 51. And, you know, some of them are pretty good. I, I, I actually got used to hearing... Um, Andre playing Wit. I mean, I thought that was going to be, I thought that was going to be a bigger, a bigger sticking issue for me. But he sounded great as Wit. Yeah, he really did. And there were definitely times where I heard it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Hal Smith is alive." <laughs> and then there were times where I was like, "What? Ooh!" But you know, it evened out. Yeah, it, it's going to take time with any, with any with any new actor. It's going to take time for the listeners to adjust, and you know, Andre's no exception. So, okay, uh, guys. We're going to cram all 12 episodes of Odyssey into one podcast, so... We are. We are. And for the record, I'm not going to have a ton of thoughts on all the episodes just because I wasn't able to listen to them over... Like, normally I listen to, like, an episode two or three times and then I review it, but I was only able to listen to them once, so... Uh, My memory may be a little bit uh, missing this this time around. So, Sarah, you're going to have to help me out here. I can do that. Okay, so the first two episodes were the Inspiration Station. And my immediate thoughts on that, uh, this is what I remember. I posted a little bit about this on our blog. Um, The thing that surprised me was how much um, Jess Harnell's character of Mortimer sounded like... um, Finian Jones from Lamplighter Theater. And I sat there and I was, at first, I was absolutely furious. I felt like Odyssey had ripped off Lamplighter. Um, as, and we've talked about Lamplighter Theater on, on this podcast before last fall, I think, when we discovered it. Um, but after hearing from um, some friends at Focus, uh, apparently, if there were such a thing as coincidences, this would be one of them. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Chris, the yeah. character in the Imagination yeah, I, Station? I, I, yeah. Okay. And he had – and it was funny because he had the same voice as um, – Jess Harnell uses the exact same voice for both Mortimer Beckett and for um, for Finney and Jones. He – it's a giant, like, library with dozens of rooms and you have to take a train that goes really fast to get to both of them. And, like – the similarities were astounding, and so I was told by my source if um, if coincidences were real, this would be one of them. Uh, these episodes were written and recorded within a very short time frame of each other without knowing it. So 
Uh, Lamplighter recorded theirs in uh, like April or May. Uh, the first episodes in April or May of the of last year, I think it was. And Focus recorded these episodes in like May or June. So there was a, a, about a month difference in their recording times. Wow. Uh, and the reason they, the explanation they gave is, you know, Jess plays thousands of voices in a week. He probably didn't remember. And you know that's a fair it's a fair explanation and I, I I was I was upset at first and looking back I it's just astounding to me how similar they were and they didn't know it either until after it all came after it had come out that they were that that they were the same character basically Focus didn't so but to be fair you know Lamplighters um, wraparound stories about Finney and Jones a lot of that is very similar to what Wits End used to be in the family portraits in the first parts of Adventures in Odyssey so hey. They're maybe they're just encouraging each other and trying to to get listeners for both. Yeah. We'll call it that. Perhaps, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and to clarify, Lamplighter Theater is not a production of Focus in the Family. It is its own organization, and it's great. So check All, it out. Although most of its the staff were the former the- Lamplighter cur- Theater. Yes, Lamplighter Focus Productions. Employees. Lamplighter um, is it Lamplighter Productions? Is that what they are? Pub- no, Lamplighter Publishers is it's is different. It's um, it's an organization that takes old books with good morals and they um, they republish them and then they just open the Lamplighter Theater aspect of their organization within the last year or so. Um, but yeah, neither of them – that's it's one thing. It's not connected to Focus, but they, a lot of the writers are people who used to work or still do work for Focus at times. Yeah. So Anyway, sorry. Um, I really liked the Inspiration Station. It was quite the, – the machine itself was pretty cool. It was, yeah. You're beginning to sound like me. <laughs> uh, I don't response. remember much about this. Was like the first, the, for the earliest episode. So like that was back in March. You're like I've listened to it six times, <laughs> and I'm like I listened to it once a week ago. I don't remember. We're, we're reversing roles. We're reversing roles here. Um, I liked the Parker family. In that ep- that was where we were first introduced the Parkers. We had Matthew and Camilla and um, Olivia and Mom and Dad, Ava and David, David Parker. And I remember at the beginning, people were complaining about the Parkers um, and how the kids were didn't sound like a real family. And I was like, "Did you guys not hear the fight scenes? That was real family stuff." Oh, the other thing, Chris, when you if you get the chance to. Um, if you have the CDs, the broadcast version and the CD version of this episode are actually different. I expected that to happen. That's one thing I was looking forward to when I was when I was gone. I all, all I had access to were the broadcast versions, so I didn't have a chance to listen to any of these the the uh, the CD versions. And that's always something that's very interesting to to hear to see what scenes they cut out. So like, was it a substantial like were they significant scenes or were they kind of more just fillers? It was definitely fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I they had some really good stuff that was cut, that it wasn't necessary, but it was pretty. There were some good laughs in there, and it was um, it was definitely worth listening to the CD version. Um, there are some extended scenes with the Parkers. Um, you hear what happens with the GPS. Like David mentions it in the background, but you actually get to hear what Mar what not Marvin, what Matthew did to it. Um, it's kind of, yeah. There, and there's some extended scenes with Finney and Jones 
Not Finian Jones. Wow, I am all over the place today. <laughs> You're getting your productions mixed up here. With Mortimer Beckett. With Mortimer. Is it Beckett? I think his last name is Beckett. I can't remember. But with Mortimer, you get some extended scenes with him. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely good stuff. Part two didn't have any that I don't remember. Or that I remember. But part one definitely did. I tried to keep track of them. I got the CDs. Um after part one or part two had aired, I think. And so I had the hardest time not listening to all of them at the same, like all of them all at once before they'd aired on the radio. Yeah. And once I realized there were deleted scenes, I forced myself to wait because, you know, if you listen to the CDs first and you're going to notice things missing on the radio and I'd rather have that surprise of extra stuff rather than the loss of something missing. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like going to the you know the movie theater, watching a movie, and then getting the DVD three or four months later and watching the extended scenes if there are any or deleted scenes because it gives you a deeper appreciation for the for what went into creating the story. Yeah. Um, what? Okay, so just going back to the Parker family for a second, what were your thoughts on? I mean, Matthew and uh, Matthew and Camilla, I thought were great characters. I think the bigger issue is Olivia. That's gonna be the the greatest area of contention. What were your thoughts on, on Olivia? I like Olivia. I don't care that she's an adult. I didn't know she was an adult until somebody said something on the boards complaining about it. And I was like, you know, I can hear it now that you said it. But to me, it doesn't matter. Olivia is 12 or 13. She's going to have an older sounding voice. And so what? Okay, I get the idea of wanting her to – like people said, well, if they wanted her to last longer, why are Matthew and all the boys played by young boys instead of adult men? Well, you know, I don't care. I liked her. I like her voice. I think it fits her character. I think some people were like she's too whiny, and I would say, you know, tell me – give me a 12-year-old girl who isn't whiny. <laughs> well, just – I mean, there is a, there is a reason for not using young men or adult men to play young boys, and there's this thing called puberty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and it, it, you know, I, I guess it works. Um, my issue is just that maybe it's just the fact that I knew she was an adult going into it, but I felt the way I, I, I about Olivia's character, I felt the same way as I did about the kids, bro, kids, is that they. They came across as a bit too polished, and for me, that's that's huge. From from I want my if they're going to be playing a kid character, they need to sound, they need to have those those hiccups, those flaws that you may get with a child actor. And I didn't, I I felt that Olivia came across as too um, polished. Too polished. See, to me, is that I just attribute to her character. She's a pretty girl. That's true. She she did come. She that's her character. Right. So to me, I, but then again, I have this ability to dispense with reality. So, which most adults seem to have lost, but (laughs) (laughs) not you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ragging on you, Chris. I'm not ragging on you. Yeah. But no, I, I liked her. I thought she was fine. I enjoy her character. I would like to hear more from Olivia Parker actually. So, but Hey, I'm a minority. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. So, okay, we're talking about the Parkers. So, Clutter is the next episode. And, uh... Okay, this was Treasures of the Heart remixed. That's what it was to me. I felt this... It was. It was... I was like, where is the the, the twist that makes it, that differentiates this episode from Treasures of the Heart? I couldn't find it. Except for the fact that there was Parkers and the Barclays. That was the biggest difference. 
I thought it was a little bit different. I thought it was, yeah, remix, yes, but I thought they handled, I thought they did it their own way, and I liked yeah. that. Well, they, I mean, they did it their own way, but I mean, okay, we want more than just your own way. We want a different story, and I felt. I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a different enough story. I mean, uh, I was just a little disappointed. I was like, man, you could have, you could have hit something here, but. Well, know. the Barclays were focused not so much on cleaning things out as they were on George Barclays' books. Remember. Yeah, but the the whole point of the books being the emphasis was like what you know what's important to you, what, what what's really valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. It, it was I guess the, my my issue was it was the same moral. Okay. And well, I mean, it's never a bad idea to you know, you know, get that message out of you know where is where are your treasures. Um, I just felt that the moral could have they could have had it maybe slightly different moral, but it's a new generation of listeners, so maybe they haven't heard Treasures of the Heart yet. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I like the Parker family. I think they mesh well together. I really like David and, and I do. And Ava. I love the parents. The parents are great. They're amazing. And they're not they are not George and Mary Barkley. No. But what not they at all. are is a good they could be I mean, I I've don't really fall into the whole, oh, they're trying to replace the Barkley family, so what? You have oh no, not at all. But they are, I would say they are on an equal level with them. Uh, I, I would say they have the potential of getting to that level. I, I, it's a bit premature to say that they're the equals. But... Well, I would say Ava already is because we had four Mary Barclays. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you don't hear people complaining about that now, do you? <laughs> and there were two George Barclays, actually. There were. So, and people, that's what irritates me when people complain about new voices. Well, if you can, you can talk about, like, people go back and complain about, oh, Marvin's, you know, changed actors or whatever, but they hold the Barclays in, like, this, on a pedestal. And I'm like, have you heard all the Barclay episodes? Because George Barclay changed his voice twice, and Mary Barclay, there were three or four different Mary Barclays. And And there were at least three Jimmy Barclays there, too. Oh, yeah, there's at least three Jimmys, several Donnas, you know. <laughs> but people don't complain about the Barclays because the Barclays are, like, perfect. Whatever. Well, it's true. They were the perfect family. <laughs> and I think another th- aspect which makes the Parker family unique, too, is just the the Spanish heritage that they, that they oh, have. I love it. That is, that's a great touch, too. This is kind of going off the whole Parker theme, but I do like how they've incorporated other cultures into it. And I'm not being biased here, being Asian at all, but I, I like the fact that there's that. a there's an Asian teacher, that there's a Spanish grandmother. It's just it it gives it more of that um, multi-dimension, multicultural feeling, which is never a never a bad thing at all. I mean, you had the Washington family, you know, the last five years, and now you have a Spanish family, which is great. So. Jumping ahead for a second, because you brought up the Asian teacher, I wanted to talk about him, because I, he seemed really, I don't know. Stereotyped? Stereotyped and really new agey. Like, I was kind of shocked at how much new agey stuff was in there. Maybe that's because I've had, like, maybe I don't either, maybe I don't understand it enough, or maybe I know more than Somebody, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. I'm either reading way too much into that or I'm just completely misunderstanding because that I, seemed – a lot of what he was talking about seemed very new agey uh, to me. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk first about this, the stereotype thing. He did come across a bit stereotyped. But, I mean, in order to create a, a, a an Asian character that is distinctly Asian, he has to be stereotyped in, in many, many, many respects just because – 
most Asians, you, you okay, maybe not most, many Asians, you will not know that they're Asians until you see them. Just because, especially if they're born in, in Canada or in the States, you, they sound like everyone else for the most part. Unless, so unless there's an accent there, you won't know. So then they kind the of The accent was fine. I didn't care about the accent. But as far as like the new ages stuff, I think for me that I wasn't reading into it too much. I thought it was more just a joke. I thought, I thought it was funny actually that he was, he had okay. all these quotes. So, okay. So is that, I guess, like, yeah, it was funny, but that's all stuff like the stuff of the water flowing and all of that, the tranquility that to me, yeah, that's great. But when I hear it in that kind of a context to me that says, okay, this is a new age concept and it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I was surprised that Focus put all this in there because while it may seem like just an Asian stereotype, that actually is really new agey. That is part of Taoism. Is it? Okay. Taoism? Huh? Well, new agey is the best thing because that's the, that's the thing that most people are going to be familiar with here in the Western right. culture. And I right. guess my view on that is that you and I are always preaching how we want, you know, Odyssey to be based in reality. We want things to be relevant. Well, hey, it's relevant. It's relevant. It's relevant. So, and it's, it's not being preached as as gospel. It's like it's in the context right. of school. It's the context of a teacher who's likely not a not a believer. So, in that in that respect, in that context, it's acceptable and it's and it's fine. It's not it's not harming. It's not being preached like this is the this is the truth. But you know, yeah, there is this. I guess perhaps if if you want to read into it, you, there needs to be some precaution taking it to it. But well. I'll put it this way. This is the first time that I've ever heard Focus in the Family through Adventures in Odyssey use a – allow something from a different religion like that go un – Challenged? Unchallenged. Because the only other time that I can think of where something like this happened was in Novacom when they had the Mormonism stuff going in in, the, in South America. Yeah. And that went very challenged. Jason challenged that. They talked about throughout the episode why that was wrong and why that is not what Christians should believe. Right. So for this to be put out there and it's just like, oh, yay, he's a stereotypical Asian woohoo, that's what surprised me. Yeah. Does that make more sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. So So it's it's almost – are you you suggesting that they're perhaps making light of something that shouldn't be made light of? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Honestly, um, because and while it may be in fun, there is a huge religious aspect behind those yeah. statements. And while many Christians may not get that, there it is. It, it that's that's absolute truth. And it surprised me that that was allowed to go in there without it being challenged or even mentioned. Well, maybe there's maybe there is a purpose behind that. Maybe they want to use that as a storyline. Maybe it may, it may have just been making fun, which is totally yeah. fine. But like I said, fun. I'm probably reading too much into this, which is completely that, – that, that's Maybe. never <laughs> happened before. There's never read too much into anything before. <laughs> but it just – that was something that stood out to me as – and nobody really talked – even on the message boards. People, somebody brought it up, I think, and everyone else was like, whatever. But that, to me, honestly, I think that's the first time in Odyssey and Adventures in Odyssey's history that something like that has been yeah. – talked about even in a facetious manner that was not challenged by mr whitaker or by some other character so well it, but I it mean, was accepted it was just accepted that's just the way that it was and yeah it was it, i mean it was an isolated incident so this character will as far as we are aware where going to continue so we'll see what i guess we'll see what happens with him yeah how they how they handle how that they handle so 
Um, anyway, but um, what episode does that bring us to? What was after Clutter? I oh, I liked. I was gonna say I liked back to Clutter. I really enjoyed Clutter. Um, it was I, but I'm easy to please. So <laughs> after I have a rant. <laughs> Okay, get off your soapbox now. Get off my soapbox. All right, next one was Game for a Mystery. Game for a Mystery. Okay. That was um, Emily Jones and Barrett and his game disappearing. And that was so... Wow, Zappazoids was so last century, apparently. Yep. It's gone. Yeah, it is. I do like that, though. I mean, even just technology, they're talking about texting and... You know, more online stuff. It's it's more, more current, more today. See, that's what that they did that in the first part of the Inspiration Station too, uh, or Inspiration Station also rather. Um, and I didn't like it. Yeah, it's current, but that's going to date Odyssey. Twenty years from now. Yeah, but are you? But yeah, but really Odyssey works. dated itself in all its older episodes. I mean, you talking about like technology back then. I mean. Yeah, they, yeah, computers, yeah, no. com- even computers, were were a relatively new thing for Odyssey. I mean, they didn't use computers until, you know, applesauce. Applesauce, but I mean, see that technology though was was groundbreaking back then, and now it's not so out of this world anymore. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I like it. It just kind of surprised me, like, whoa, Odyssey is not my cute little town anymore. Odyssey is 21st century, what? <laughs> well, how much in reality do we want Odyssey to be here, and how much do we want it to be our little dream town? <laughs> I don't know. It's my escape from reality. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the 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 ever-going ever debate about where Odyssey is located, where, which state is it in, and it's pretty much unspoken that it's in Ohio, and yet... It's actually not in the States at all. Yeah, it's not. Actually, I claim that it's in Virginia because we have a Campbell County. I actually live in Campbell County. Oh, there you go. So it's actually only a few minutes drive from, uh, it's like an hour hour outside of Virginia. No, it's in Virginia. It's an hour outside of Lynchburg. Well, there you go. So if you want to go visit Odyssey, go visit uh, Virginia. Go visit Virginia. That's right. Uh, we'll just ignore the part where Connie and Joanne drove to Virginia. Yeah, just forget that part. Um... Okay, game for mystery. Um, I thought Emily Parker did a good job in this episode. Uh, I liked her in this episode, but I would say this is definitely an ep- one that surprised me. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I think this is definitely one that's geared towards the younger audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Barrett, everyone complained about him being a whiny whatever, and I was like, eh. Again, it's the age. People forget so quickly how they acted when they were a certain age or just because they didn't act that way that nobody I else did. I think the did. reason why is because the listeners are in that age. So they can complain about it. <laughs> so, exactly. Oh, I'm better than him. Why is he acting that way? Uh. Yeah. Go, go look at the rest of the world, people. <laughs> um, but then again, I'm pretty forgiving about stuff. So I don't really have much to say about Game for Mystery, honestly. Cool. Target of the week. I didn't like that one as much as everybody else did. Remind me what that one was about again. Matthew Parker... There's Wait, Target of the Week was Matthew Parker getting bullied? Or Barrett getting bullied? I don't even remember. One of them got bullied because there's a new bully in town. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. It was Matthew. Yeah. That was okay. I think, um, you know, anytime you get a bully in town... 
And I know comparison's not right, but you're going to instantly compare them to the be- the best bully is Rodney. And I think, actually, he, he's, he, he doesn't stand up to Rodney, but he's a different type of bully. Um, he uses a bit more brains than brawn, which is good. Um, Rodney was all about you know intimidation, but never about being very very smart. And so I like that. There's a there's a, that extra dimension to to this guy's character. Yeah, and Target of the Week is also where Mr. Chang was that it? The coach? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is it Chang? That's this is the episode that he appears into. Yep. So, um, yeah, I I like the new bully. I guess I liked his friend. Um, his friend reminded me a little bit of Rusty and how Rusty isn't all bad. So, uh, or I guess it's more in the second, the next episode that, that happened, that comes out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else to say about this one. I can't think right now for the birds, for the birds. Ah, ha, that album, the album cover, the album cover right there. I, whenever you get episodes from, of Eugene and, and Eugene, especially being, from my from my perspective, being out of character, I like just oh, I don't know. He just it didn't seem very Eugene like. He seemed like he was he was dumbed down. He was like, oh. you you talk about this episode. I, I this one depressed me. I liked Camilla. We got to hear more of her in this one, and I I enjoyed that. Um, and. You know, it took me a long time to figure out the title. Like, the episode, the Eugene parts, reminded me of Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Birds. And I knew the title was For the Birds, but I was just thinking, oh, you know, Eugene's For the Birds. And I didn't realize it was actually an, uh, um, a shout-out to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds for, you know, yeah, anyway. I see. I've never seen the film, so I wouldn't know. Um, the birds, a shortened version of it, uh, it's PG because they didn't have PG 13, um, back then it's from 19, it's either 59 or 61. It was, it was, uh, it's not quite, um, it's in color. It came out right around the time that psycho did. I can't remember if it was right before or right after it. And for the bird or excuse me, the birds is, takes place in San Francisco and Tippi Hedren is the main actress and she basically has these birds start following her and she goes to this, like she tries to escape them. Every t- Everywhere she goes, like flocks of birds come and they end up like, it kind of gets scary and the birds start attacking people. Um, and the, it, the movie like progresses to where they have to lock themselves in this house and they start, um, the birds just like attack. They come in through everything. Um, it's kind of a creepy, it's a creepy movie. And it's, it's Alfred Hitchcock's horror is not like horror horror. His is more suspense, like you don't know what's coming. It's yeah. more of a, you don't, it's not, I'm throwing everything out there so you can see everybody die. It's more of a It's more of a psychological. It's, yeah, it's psychological. Thriller. It's a psychological thriller is what it is. So I do yeah. not recommend this for younger. Uh, I don't recommend, well, I'm not recommending this movie for younger viewers. You know, it's something, I saw it when I was <laughs> We're in sounding like the Plugged In Online podcast now. We don't Sorry, recognize I saw it when I was in high school, and it's a little creepy. Uh, you kind of watch out for birds after you see it. I won't, I'm, even though you can tell they're absolutely fake, and they're like, you know, at, like drawn onto the, the, you know, the film. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so 
the idea of Eugene getting attacked by birds is what it's alluding to to Alfred Hitchcock's right. movie. This is just a nicer version of it. Um, it's a child-friendly version. It's a child, yes, it's a child-friendly version. Um, I liked this scene about where you, they're talking about all the animals and how Camilla wants to take care of it and how she's trying to be responsible. That's something that we've seen in Odyssey on several occasions with Donna at Barkley and Normal. Um, and uh, actually, that's the only example I can think of, Donna Barkley and Normal. Were there any other animals? Uh, well, Lisa with her or her animals. Lisa and her animals, that's true, the mulligans. Yeah. They had to prove that they could take care of them. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought that was, I, I did enjoy that episode. The Eugene part was kind of weird. Where was Katrina and all that? Why couldn't she just cut his hair? Why couldn't? Well, why the producers kind of answered that question about where is Katrina, though, and for what many was, characters. Well, the, the answer that, you know, the standard answer for, for any of the characters that don't show is just that, well, while they may not appear in the episodes, that doesn't mean they're, they're not existing. Like, they're, they're no, existing, off, that, they're existing why, off the air. Why is Connie cutting Eugene's hair? That's his wife's job. Because she's his best friend. Okay, but if it happened while he was at home, why didn't his wife do it? He came all the way into work with this or whatever, and that's what I didn't Maybe get, his but... wife just has a, a phobia of cutting hair. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Katrina just has some weird phobia. Maybe she had a bad experience as a child. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else about for the birds? Um, I was a little surprised that the bird ended up dying. Actually, hey, it's like my sister's hedgehogs. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, well, we don't need to go into that story, but. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Um. What? Oh, the other thing I was going to say about that is I thought it was very odd that Mr. Whitaker was pet-sitting Camilla's bird. Yeah, that was kind of curious. It's like, really, really, what? Do you have Do you have that much time to pet-sit? Or, Camilla, how about you ask your parents or your two siblings that you have? Your parents go to work, and her siblings have to go to school, too. That's true. Okay, I can see that. So, I can see that. And what is, the, you know, the jack-of-all-trades? He is pretty much... He has no life. He just sits around at wit's end, talks to people. So, Okay, when you're right, you're right. Uh, this one was this one featured Olivia, correct? No, uh, this was Emily Jones. Oh, Emily Jones. And the chili. Um, Her dad made chili, and she kept telling him how to fix it. And then Matthew Parker and Emily were making – Matthew was making a card for – a friend and Emily kind of took over and we got some. Oh, that's right. That was really Fabio funny. Fabio impersonator. And they were like, <laughs> that <laughs> car was hysterical. I was like, I know, really? But I was like, dang, what's up with Odyssey? I know, really. That's where I thought Odyssey had lost its mind temporarily because I, I just, I can imagine, you know, as an, a six or seven year old listener being like, what the heck? <laughs> and mom and dad going like, what? <laughs> What are you doing to my poor child? I know. It's like, um, what is, what's this, what's the age target for this show again? Jeez. Oh, it was, it was really funny and I gave them props for, for going at that one. That one was like that. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's above the Chinese teacher or Chinese coach <laughs> thing. Or hey, it's, it's, it's a dose of reality, right? You know, that's. Kind of the way things are these days with, you know, kids. Dose number two. All right. Let's go Odyssey. How much more can we get, huh? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, this is the episode where the bully kind of shows that he has a normal side. Yeah. Whatever. That was kind of random. <laughs> yeah, that was a quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah. And see you tomorrow, Matthew. Okay, bye. Yeah. What? That was, uh, again, a little disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, any other thoughts on that one? Um, oh, yeah. People commented about Emily's attitude. Um, and, uh, pretty, again... Pretty I, prototypical I, I, of a teenage girl. Yeah, of a preteen girl. Uh, they know it all. Um, she, yeah, she had a bit of an attitude. No, I don't think she was right to have the attitude, but hey, it was normal. <laughs> Totally. And yeah, she was a little bit disrespectful. People said she was disrespectful to her parents. On the one hand, I would say yes. On the other hand, I would say dad didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, and on a third hand, I'm growing a third arm here just so you know, so I can make a third point. Um, some families just connect differently than others. To some families, that would be horribly disrespectful and she should have had her mouth washed out with soap on somebody another family that's just how people communicate it's not disrespectful it's just the way things are yeah and it's all you can't um the way that her dad was talking to her it was just a camaraderie it wasn't like a horrid yeah she was a bit too she went a little too far and dad corrected her when when she did um but honestly my family we are pretty blunt like that we are not to the point of being rude we usually catch ourselves before then but you know the way I talk to my parents and they talk to me is, is different than a lot of other people do. And it's not disrespectful for us. It's just the way things are. So I think it depends on the family. If she was talking to somebody else's parents like that, that'd absolutely be disrespectful because they're not her parents. But the way I, I don't know, am I making any sense? Um, well, to, to some extent, I mean, I, I, I agree that, that every family will interact with their own parents. Every children, every, any family will interact with their, their own parents family members differently. Uh, I agree. That's definitely true. Of course, to say that what's what's disrespectful for another person's parents is not disrespectful for your own parents, that I'm, I'm not, I don't know, know if I necessarily agree with that because if you if you can be disrespectful or if you can be more, um, I, well, you know. What I was trying to say is some, like her parents may not take that as disrespectful when somebody else's would. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. It wasn't that she was being, it's okay to be disrespectful to other people or to your parents, but not to other people. That's not what I was saying. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I meant some people take things as disrespectful and others don't. So, and it seemed like from what she was saying, generally her parents, her dad did not take that as disrespectful. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was trying to say. I didn't mean to confuse anybody there. I'm not promoting disrespect to parents. <laughs> First Odyssey, now Sarah. <laughs> yeah, really. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying that people interact differently, and sometimes what may seem disrespectful to you may not to that particular family. Yeah, totally. So, okay. I'm off my soapbox again. On and off, on and off. You're getting a good workout there. I know. Oh, by the way, this episode really made me crave chili, and every time I listen to it, I get hungry, and I don't like that. You don't like being hungry? I don't like that I crave chili and I oh. don't have any. I think I'm just going to have to say, put a Nick a note on this episode. Do not listen without chili. <laughs> and then I won't Do not chili. listen on an empty stomach. Do not listen. Well, even it's not even that. It's like I want chili when I'm listening to this episode. So. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Okay, speaking of chili, Grandma's Visit. How is that speaking of chili? I don't know. Spanish Connection. 
Wow. What did okay. You th- I know. I was trying to transition there. It doesn't really work. Uh, what did you think of Grandma's Visit? I really enjoyed Grandma's Visit. I enjoyed the lessons that were taught. I enjoyed the fact that Ava stood up for her family in a respectful manner and that Abuelita admitted that she was wrong and that things were, I liked the way they resolved that whole episode, excuse me, the whole episode. And okay. It totally reminded me of a Spanish soap opera, just the hilarity and the ridiculousness of it. I loved it. (laughs) Not that I love Spanish soap operas, but it reminded me of what I have of the the few bits and pieces that I have seen in the channel surfing that so I. So now read. we so, know what Sarah does on her Saturday nights. I really do not. <laughs> I can't stand soap operas, just for the record. But no, great episode. I really enjoyed it. I love I love the Parker family. I love all of them. Uh, yeah, they're they're they're. It's a good. Um, it's a nice having a. Um, a new family that has, you know, different quirks, different personalities. And while I may not appreciate all of them, I, I, for the most part on the whole, I am very happy with them. Oh, and the other thing that I thought was random, again, folk Odyssey pushing the limit there. Camilla's lying about not using the bathroom for a week. Um, that's really pushing the line. No, where did you go? You don't want to know. Oh, Mm. It wasn't bad. I a was just bit like, of bathroom what? humor there. Yeah, a little bit of bathroom humor. You, you, you usually don't get that in, on Odyssey. No. So it was kind of one of those other random. It didn't offend me. I just thought it was like, oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the 21st century. <laughs> hey, all right. 21st century Odyssey. I yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. I'm glad. I, I'm excited that we get to hear from Grandma from Abuelita again. Okay, finish what you dot dot dot. <laughs> This is an Olivia Parker episode. Uh, finish what you... I think... What is, this one reminded me of... The No Factor. Again. Odyssey. You know, I mean, I know it's been 500 plus episodes, but you could come up with something a little more original. I, I felt too... It was it was very reminiscent of, of The No Factor. I thought people who were complaining about this kind of needed to lay off a little bit and not for that reason, but because they're like, she only had three things to balance. What is her problem? And I'm like, think about it. She's a 12 year old girl. 12 year olds are not exactly known for being able to handle a lot of different situations at one time. Connie was in high school when she was trying to balance 15 different things. Yeah. Hey, some 20 year olds aren't able to handle three things at once. Exactly. So So especially three things that involve a lot of practice. Like she had, the play and she had, or maybe it was only, and then she had school and then she had, um, the guitar lessons. There was something else in there. Yeah. wasn't there. Uh, it was a performance for Connie, for, for Connie, um, performance for her grandmother or the, the recital piece. And what was the third one? Was there a third one? Anyway, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought I, I, I didn't mind that episode. It wasn't all that bad. But, but I think the thing is, you know, and in as much as I complain about how it's the same story, at least this one, um, they're at least kids can relate to this story a lot better, perhaps, because you know, in high school, you have a lot more responsibilities, a lot more f- freedom, I guess, to some extent, to choose what you want to do. And here, I mean, that's that was the general. This was the I I I thought it it appeared it seemed to me that the whole album as a whole really was 
going back to the root of the main target age of you know eight to twelve, and so. Uh, I think listeners in that in that target range will be able to appreciate this episode a lot more than the no factor. Yeah. So. Good. I, I agree with you. All right. Um, finish what you dot dot dot. And what's next? Uh, the Jubilee the Singers. Jubilee Singers. Ah! I loved it. Dave Arnold rocked. Dave Arnold, did you write this one or produce this one? He wrote this one. Okay. And he doesn't write too many episodes. This is the first episode for audio that he's written. Really? Or maybe wow. it's the second. Well, uh, it was, regardless, it was quite. I mean, if it was the first one, that was a great introduction to the writing side of things. Oh, he wrote "Solitary Refinement." That's the only other episode that he's written. Okay, well, that's a pretty. That was a pretty good one too. Yeah, at least according to the Soda Fountain, which hasn't been updated and isn't. But that's. That's. I thought there was only one other one. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was an amazing episode. And did you notice that the guy who played Marvin Washington was in there? I did notice. I'm like, is that who I think it is? It is. At least to my knowledge, that I appreciated that a lot because it said, you know, hey, the Washingtons may be gone, but we're still going to make use of the characters every now and again, yeah. or the actors every now and again. I, I liked I that. I appreciated that. That was good. And it made me... I've. Oh, it was so painful to listen to. Just it was heartbreaking, but I just oh, I loved it. I loved, loved, loved this. This these three episodes are probably some of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. They they definitely rank in the top five. I mean, this was it was kind of. I loved yeah. all the singing too. It, it, it reminded oh. me in many ways of the Underground Railroad. I mm-hmm. mean, just going back to the the history, um, and just the prejudice that existed back then, and we're just it's so easy to forget about that. And, um, man, like just a really inspirational story. Well, and the thing I liked about this is this is a story that most people don't know. Everybody knows about the Underground Railroad. We know about the Revolutionary War. We know about Abraham Lincoln. We know about all these other things, but we don't know much about Reconstruction. We don't know. We Most of us don't even know what Reconstruction is, much less the story of the Jubilee Singers. And so I think this is a story that needed to be told because nobody, nobody knows. Yeah. And I, I just, Oh, I loved it. I, I, I loved the singing. I, I wish there was more of that. Oh, I wish there was more of it. I just, Oh, it was beautiful. Well, if you buy the album, you'll get more music. I have the album. There you go. But there, I want more. (laughs) Give me more of the Jubilee singers, please. And, um, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, I, I have no more words. Like, this is because I'm just speechless at just how great this, this whole, ep- this whole series was. It, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, overall thoughts. Overall thoughts on album 51. Hit and miss. Parkers are definitely a hit. The Joneses, eh, more of a miss, I think, with me. Um, new Inventions are definitely a hit. Um, Jubilee Singer is definitely a hit. Um, I'm not sure. The rest of it's kind of, eh, whatever. But there is, I definitely, I would listen to Clutter over and over again. I loved that episode. It cracked me up every time I listened to it. So funny. And the Jubilee Singers are definitely a favorite also. So, probably about three and a half or four overall. Yeah. I'd have to say I agree with most of that. Um, on the whole, I 
didn't enjoy it as much as I do most albums. Um, I felt just just because of the fact that they were kind of reaching back to the younger audience, that it felt like um, I don't know. Just it didn't. I didn't. I didn't have the same get the same vibe as they did with the with previous albums. But part of that is due to due to the fact that you know they are making a major change. Um, they're not. They're shifting away from the storylines. I mean, there will be one, and we'll talk about this later. There there is one coming up. But they are trying to shift away from those and go back to the more slice of life type episode, which is really good. And um, you know, it's I, I I do appreciate the fact that they're targeting that eight to twelve range because one of the drawbacks of having such as is a, to appealing to a wider range is that when you when you do that, you kind of spread yourself a bit thin and you're not focused on a particular dem- age demographic. Whereas here, they can really um, really focus in on the younger generation, which is good. And really, that's... I mean, that the reason why I love the show so much is because of when I listened to it when I was 8 to 12, when I was 6 and 7, for that matter. And, you know, listening to those tapes and just enjoying the stories, but enjoying the messages in the stories. And that's what drew me to the show in the first place. So if this album, if it doesn't appeal to the older, older audience, older listeners, I'm okay with that, as long as it's, it's doing... It's reaching out to the younger generation, and if it's doing that and it's grabbing the attention of the younger listeners, then I'm all for it because that's really that's who they need to be reaching out to. Mm-hmm. I I agree completely. So shall we move on to what's coming up next? Yeah, let's do that. Well, um, album fifty-two is releasing at the oh I saw a release date for it, and now I can't remember what it was now. Um, cause and effect. No, I know it's cause and effect, <laughs> but I'm trying to remember when it's released. And oh, I think the release it's date releasing is, in October or November. I saw September actually. I, the I was thinking on Tyndale out, and it said October or November, but maybe. Uh, Tyndale's always slow. Hey, hey, don't dock my Tyndale friends. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of Tyndale, actually, um, for all of you people on Facebook. Um, you should check out the Adventures in Odyssey uh, Facebook page. It's the official Adventures in Odyssey Facebook page. Um, it's hosted uh, by Tyndale and Adventures in Odyssey, and it's pretty cool. They have some behind-the-scenes stuff that's come out, and they might be uh, having some more surprises for fans along the way. So uh, check it out. Um yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, going back to whatever we were just talking about, album fifty-two. I saw somewhere September, October. Um, I don't remember where or when. But um, anyway, so album fifty-two is coming out, and we know that it's going to. Some of the titles have been released. You can check those out on. Um, the Odyssey Scoop has like a a list of the new episodes coming up. OdysseyScoop.com has them posted. Um, our blog's been a little bit behind as. Uh, Chris has been gone, and I just got married, and I've been moving and getting settled, so hopefully I'll be able to update soon. Um, we're kind of playing that by ear. Um, let's see. We know we have a Thanksgiving episode and a Christmas episode, and there is a multi-parter involving Matthew Parker, Eugene, Mr. Whitaker, and Connie Kendall, um, and it involves something with a clock tower, if I remember right. So stick around for that. That should be fun. Um, Anything else about 52 that we wanted to talk about? 
Um, I think you hit on all the main points. Okay. Well, there's also some news about album 53, which is just, uh, it's been worked on recently. Um, it's coming out next spring and it is a 12 part series written by Paul McCusker. And it's a mystery of sorts called the green, green ring conspiracy. And that's all we know for sure. So speculate all you wish. We have no idea. <laughs> yep. Um, well, we do know from Paul that it's this is going to be their their next major storyline. I, I guess you could compare it to Darkness Before Dawn, although it's not going to be that that intense. So it'll, it'll be good to have um, a story arc for once. We haven't had. One we in just a while. had one. We had Eugene's dad. Well, uh, yeah, but that was like. Five years ago, though, or four years ago, it ended. So it's been—it's been, a, it's, been, that it's long? been a while. I mean, with a two-year hiatus, it's—that's so it's weird. Been a while. That's so weird. So. And we've been going. How long have we? What year? We started in two thousand seven. We've been going for. We've been going three since. Years. Oh, we've been going for three years now. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Um. So. Well, you want to talk about that? I don't think we have any other Odyssey news. You want to talk about our future? Yeah. Um, big news and big news, big news. Um, as most of you are aware, I've, I've been out of the country. I was I was involved in a missions trip overseas and um, met a lot of cool people, a lot of, went to a lot of cool places, had a lot of very interesting food, as you always do when you go to a new country. You always get a... You didn't eat any cats, did you? Uh, no, but I, I did have some dog. Ooh! So I, I do apologize to all of you pet lovers and dog lovers out there. It what did it taste only like? Only a little piece. It was a, uh, it tasted like a piece of fat off of like a steak. It, it really didn't. It was quite disappointing. I thought it tasted more meaty. But that aside, that aside, it was just a really good growing time. A lot of just a chance to really um, meet people from all over the world. Very, very, very international community that I was with. And uh, so, anyways, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to actually. St- stick around i'm going to be um going back overseas to to join the mission field and i will be working for two years actually it's a two-year commitment so i'll be out of commission i'll be i'll be working basically full-time um it's all volunteer not not paid so i'll be having to raise support and um it's kind of like the next stage of my life kind of where god is pushing me towards just kind of now doing doing mission work doing ministry and, and really seeing um, other people really coming to know coming to know Christ, and I'm I'm really excited about this. It's it's been a it, the last five and a half months have been really life changing, and it's um it's it's funny saying it's it's like a new era for me. It really is. So um, that's kind of what's going on for me. Nothing too big. <laughs> so basically, what this means is that Chris is no longer going to be able to be a part of this podcast. Alas, alas, and alack. So I, we don't really know uh, what's going to happen with the podcast right now. Um, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my life right now. Um, I hinted at it earlier. I got married um, on June 5th. Yay! And- <laughs> Yay! I love being married. And um, my husband is amazing. And I'm so glad that God brought him into my life. And Liberty University really is the place to find your mate. <clears throat> I wasn't looking, though. It just kind of happened. Um, <laughs> but 
actually, yeah, for those of you who are looking for a husband or a wife, don't look. Trust me, don't. Yet God will bring them to you when the timing is perfect, and it will be better than you ever imagined. Because um, okay, I know all you sappy. ten and twelve year olds are looking for a husband or a wife right now. So you know, we do have some older listeners. Okay, <laughs> okay, hey, okay, advice goes for you too, Mister. Oh, yeah, you. Who's going to the mission field? Yeah, you. Well, they say that once you get in the mission field, you're pretty much you're committed to staying single the rest of your life. So, oh, that's not true. I will be, uh, I'll just take the uh, solitary confinement, solitary refinement way out. Anyways, we're going off track. Okay, so anyway, um, so I'm, we just, uh, I moved back across the country. I'm living permanently in Virginia now, at least for the next few years. Um, I'm getting a master's degree. I'm getting my master's of divinity, but hold on. For all of you who are conservative like me, don't freak out yet. I'm not going to be a pastor. <laughs> uh, five people have just started writing emails. Too. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a pastor. I'm not going to be a pastor. Breathe and relax. I'm getting a. I'm going for my Master's of Divinity, um, mostly because I I do want to do ministry, but I want more Bible training first. I mm-hmm. want to do. I'd love to do some kind of radio ministry. And the best thing that I could think of to do was to go to seminary so that I could um, learn as much as I possibly could in order to be able to preach the word to people and help others grow in their faith. Um, So, yeah. Um, So I'm a little bit busy with that right now. Um, I'm also trying to find a job. And if you guys could be praying for me about that, that I would really appreciate that. I'd love to get involved in a radio station around here. and I may have an opportunity. I don't really know what God's planning and doing with that right now, but I would greatly appreciate your prayers. And I'm sure that Chris would too for his um, his new job here. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he has to fundraise all of his own money. So uh, I know he wasn't going to ask anybody, but if any of you feel led to uh, give to him, be it in just in prayers or support in some other way, um, we will have something set up for that. I'm not sure what yet, but we will try and get that figured out very soon, probably by the time this airs, so that you guys can, uh, if you if you feel led, uh, help him out as he does um, fulfills the Great Commission. That sounded really corny, but it's true. That's what you're doing. Like we all should. Well, be. basically, yeah. I mean, that's what we're all called to. You know, whether it's on the mission field, whether it's in our own homes. That's it's funny. I had a conversation with a friend just the other day about that, and you know, that's one of the things that I learned overseas is just, you know, God can use you anywhere. And whether it's, you know, it's, you know, in an office doing paperwork or whether it's, you know, out on the radio field doing doing that kind of ministry or wherever, wherever you're, you're working, uh, wherever you're doing, where, at whatever stage in your life, whether it's even in, in your own school, uh, in your own home, it's, um, we're all called to be, to be mission-minded, to really, you know, uh, have that kind of eternal perspective kind of fun things so mm-hmm. and very quickly while we're on the topic i'm actually i'm taking a class right now for my degree and it's an evangelism class and one of the first things that they pointed out to us that i had to be reminded of is sorry guys but um evangelism is not a spiritual gift meaning every single one of us who is a believer in christ has the gift has of it already <laughs> The require and the right and the obligation to evangelize their communities. Deal with it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really hard for me. I have to be I have to share the gospel with at least three different people and then I have to do separate evangelism for uh, two different uh, opportunities. I need to take advantage of two different opportunities of servant evangelism in the eight weeks that I'm in this class and I am scrambling. I don't know what to do. I'm terrified of it, but I know that if I trust God, my fear is not an excuse. And so I'm like, man, I wish I was on a missions trip right now. It'd be so much easier. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking classes right now, and I'm going to try. Oh, one more thing. I am going to try for sure to keep the blog updated as I can, and we'll see. I may come back with a surprise co-host, as long as Chris doesn't mind. Do I have your permission, Chris, to replace you? Well, yeah, I might have to come, come uh, you might have do to a come cameo, perform, cameo appearance every okay. once in a while, but no. Who knows? Who knows where this can go? It's 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 been a really um, really fun time. I mean, these it's funny looking back. We've done this now for three years, over three years now, and um, we've had a lot of a lot, I could say a lot of fun. I mean, just I mean the highlight for for me definitely is was going to Colorado and being able to meet the writers, meet the actors, meet everyone behind the scenes, and honestly, that a huge part of that was because of this podcast and because of you know the in many respects, you guys, because it's, if we didn't have listeners, we would be nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it would just uh, be two people with a computer headset, you know? Exactly. We basically, we were two talking heads. So I thank you all for, um, all your comments, your letters, all your support, really. Um, it's been, it's been a blast and I've, I've really enjoyed every moment of it. Yeah. And it will, hopefully if we keep things going, we can, We'll try and catch you for a minute or two at some point. Maybe the problem, the biggest, um, besides the fact that he's going to be doing missions and is going to be focused on that, um, we will actually be 12 hours off of each other. So when it's, you know, it, so that makes recording together that much more difficult. Yep. Yep. So one of us is going to have to, would have to wake up, you know, at an insane hour in the morning and we, we don't want to, we don't want to inflict that kind of pain on, 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 on each other so <laughs> well I wouldn't anyway <laughs> exactly now see I have to manage around my husband and make sure that I'm here when he needs me make sure your husband's well fed that's and the number yes, one thing and actually he feeds me I cook but he doesn't like I want to cook and I'm a good cook but he's like I like cooking too much let me cook um anyway sorry we're like all rabbit really but what else is new that's us right um so, well, if you guys could be praying just for direction for us, um, well, for me specifically with this podcast, and um, that would be wonderful too. I guess I'm giving you guys a prayer request list. <laughs> yeah, and and definitely for you, as far as you know your continued education, you're going to need a lot of that. I mean, you know, just when you just when you finished up your undergrad, it's like uh, I th- I thought you oh. were free. I thought you were done. You're free from all the homework, and now you're go- diving right back into it. So yeah, I'm. I'm Sarah's I'm, definitely going to need that as far as support and just uh the perseverance to push through another how many uh, years of school <laughs> another yeah i don't even want to think about how much longer so, i have to be and, in school yeah and on my end just yeah just for um i think the biggest thing is just like god will continue to direct me and show me where show me where to go and definitely financially too i mean having to raise support is going to be uh, a good chance to exercise some faith for sure um i've had a job since i was 16 and now i'm a paying job since I was 16, and now it's going to be the first time that I'm doing something full time without getting compensated for it, at least financially. So, 
um, your prayers would definitely be really appreciated in that, in those, those areas. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, this will not be the last you'll hear from me. Um, I, I don't know if this will be the last podcast, but, um, I will for sure try and keep the blog going as much as I can. Um, I want to keep you guys updated with the latest Odyssey news. Um, and we'll kind of, we'll see where God leads from there. So thank you all so much for being faithful listeners. We love and appreciate you and, um, keep in touch. I'm going to miss hearing from everybody and, I'm trying really hard not to cry right now because <laughs> I feel like I'm losing something very important to me, and I don't like that. <laughs> Here, have a tissue. Gee, thanks, Chris. Uh, that's a really wow. That's a really big tissue. Yeah, I, think, I figured, down, you, I figured from, you need the extra size. Yeah, from Canada from down large. here, man. That's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Sorry, all you people up in uh, between us have been. Uh, the northeast there, you're getting covered by that cloud. It's just really my tissue. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't even know what to say anymore. So, yay for your new ministry, Chris, and for the direction that God is leading you, and yay for my marriage, and yay for the things that God has planned for us and for each and every one of you guys, and um. I like I said, I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. And their emails and letters and the the blog comments have just been so encouraging and I appreciate all your prayers for my eyes and my health and and for Chris's travels and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. You guys have meant so much to us and you've been so encouraging and I am so thankful that God brought you into my life. And you too, Chris. I'm so glad for our friendship. Oh. Or, <laughs> yep, I'm gonna get sappy. I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. <laughs> you, but you promise. No, just kidding. <laughs> I am so thankful for our friendship and for um, the opportunity to work with you and your patience with me when I've been sick and just or spaced out and you know and just your willingness to record and work around my schedule and my lack of schedule and. Just your hard work on everything, Chris. You, okay, I know a lot of you guys like me a lot, and because I'm funny, but Chris is the one that does all the she hard is work. Funny. Huh? I said she. You are funny. Oh, I thought you said I look funny. And no. I thought, anyway, <laughs> my husband would. <laughs> no, um, but I, I, you, Chris is the one. He's the brains behind all this. He's the one that stays updated on stuff. I had to when he was gone. That really made me. Um, kick my tail into gear um, but he's the one that does all the editing he finds all the music he puts everything together He uh, he's the one that uploads everything I didn't know how to do most of the stuff because Chris did it all and I was just like oh, okay I'm just a voice that shows up <laughs> well uh, <laughs> a little more than the voice that shows up I mean you you are <laughs> I mean, it's my turn now. I mean, I think the thing that I've, I think I've, the thing I've appreciated about you the most is just how much fun you bring into like doing it. Because I mean, honestly, if it was just me, it would be so boring. And I think you bring a lot of excitement, a lot of levity to the show, just a lot of a lot of really good insights. And that's another thing too is that people often will point out how you bring a lot of joy to the show and a lot of excitement, but you bring a lot of really keen insight, a lot of um, just a lot of really um, good thoughts, a lot of stuff that you know goes over my head a lot of deep stuff and even like you know inside jokes that i've completely missed that the writers have worked into the shows and just 
everything that you've brought um, since we started this show has been really, really, really instru- instrumental. And I could not have, I mean, it goes without saying, I could not have done this show without you. And so I, I want to thank you, Sarah, for being my co-host and for making this the show that it has become. Well. And here's another tissue. I really need one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this show has been great. It's been, I can't believe it's only been three years. It feels like so much longer than that. It just, I've gotten to meet so many cool people and do so many cool things because of this podcast. It's, it's insane. And me going to focus and then meeting Brooklyn and going to just going back to focus and the friendships I've made there because of this podcast. Like I will never forget the moment that I found out that we actually have fans. Like, okay, it's one thing to get emails <laughs> to meet one, but to meet one and they recognize your voice. That's pretty insane. I will never forget that. I will. I don't think that I, I don't think I will ever, ever forget that. And that was probably the coolest experience of my life. So, you know, yeah, just thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope I can keep this going. It won't be the same without Chris. So hopefully you guys will bear with me as I as I work through what's going to happen next. And if we do have another co-host, that you'll be accepting of them. And, and um, yeah, give us your thoughts. Send me an email right on the blog. I've kind of forgotten about the email. I'm sorry, guys. I'll get back on that today. Tell us what you guys think about um, um, what we should do next. Should we keep going? Should we stop? What do you think? So that's how I'm going to end this because that's how we always end our shows is hearing from the fans. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think it would be appropriate to just give a few thank thank yous to just a handful of people that have been really really helpful over the last three years. I think, oh man, so many people, and I don't even know if everyone listens to this show, but. Josh Shepard. Josh Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, product marketing for the last... West Product Marketing. West Product Marketing for a, for, mi- for a few years, but um, the early years of our show, he was, he was a huge, huge help. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock, Brock Eastman, um, current prog- product, product marketing, marketing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Focus Now. Uh, he's been had, had a huge hand in, in helping us out. Nathan Hobler. Man, the guy never never stops man. going. He is the man. Like this guy, I don't know how he does it. Like he keeps going and going and going and he's like the energizer energizer bunny, really. Like I don't know how he does it. Uh Corey Vanderlaan for allowing us for having the soda fountain open mm-hmm. and for starting the town of Odyssey yep. where we met. Um for all the people that for for Kevin McCreary. Kevin McCreary. Done some great stuff for us. Um for um, my husband Eli, who's been very, and, and our, I guess both of our families and my roommates and everybody who's been, you know, just was so gracious to us and allowed us to steal away to do these podcasts when we should be doing other things and, <laughs> and kicking them out of rooms when they were there first and, and just so we can have a quiet. Um, and all the people that we could, gave us their time to interview them, the Dave Griffin, Dave Griffin, who got us on the map. You've been a great, great friend. Um, Appreciate you, uh, and um, yeah, I'm gonna start crying on that one too. Um, <laughs> Marshall Younger, who let us interview him, also and and was a great help. Bob and Jesse, who did a crossover with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
Um, Katie Lee gave her time. Lauren Schaffel. Jenny Paul Long. Paul McCusker. Jenny Long. Paul McCusker. Um, yeah, these and just and people at Focus who promoted us and who allowed us to be a part of what they're doing over there. It just, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Yay! Have a nice life, everyone. Be safe. And remember... God made you special. No, wrong show! All right, everybody. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye. Bye. Unofficial podcast hosts of the unofficial podcast. Yeah. No, wait, they're the official hosts of the unofficial podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's really what you yes. Hello, Chris and Thera. This is Jacob from the Scoop. Hi, I'm Nathan Hubler, and I'm a writer for Odyssey, among other things. I'm Bob, and I'm Jesse from the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast. This is Ridge Blackbeard from the What's in Podcast. Hi, I'm Kevin McCreary from the Ceiling Fan Podcast, and this is our tribute to Chris and Sarah from the unofficial Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Hey guys, this is Chris. And this is Sarah. Hope you're doing well today. This is our first ever new Odyssey podcast. We haven't come up with a show title yet. But that's where you come in. We need you, our listeners, to help us out. Home's a great name. I actually had not listened to the unofficial podcast until I did my internship with Focus on the Family in 2008, and Nathan Hubler and I think Josh Shepard as well both told me that there were some fan podcasts for Adventures in Odyssey out there, and that uh, the unofficial was really the one to listen to. I mean, they break down and they'll do the, you know, the, I thought this actor was kind of off or this line. I mean, they, they break down the minutiae. I mean, they really get into the details. That's right. Because they are. They're so encyclopedic in their knowledge. It's, you know, it's it's phenomenal what they know about the show. I listened to it and I, I realized these people really know their stuff and they love Odyssey. Uh, I think that your personalities you added to the show were a lot of fun. I'm really going to miss uh, Chris and Sarah. You know, Sarah's you know, wild exclamations, her excitement, and uh, you know the insightfulness uh, that, that Chris brought to the show. That's right. And from a Canadian perspective, it was kind of interesting sometimes to kind of hear how people view us uh, from the other side of the border. You know? I'd never heard anybody so passionate about Adventures in Odyssey. Now, I love Odyssey, but these guys love every aspect of it. I'd never heard such an unpacking and a analyzing and... It really in-depth discovery of what Odyssey is about and each episode one by one and then interviews. There was just something there that kept people listening. Jesse, a lot of fan sites and, and podcasts have arisen since the unofficial got started. I think in a lot of ways, Chris and Sarah inspired others. They were, they were groundbreaking. I mean, they were right on the cutting edge. I think their podcast started uh, shortly after we hit the airwaves with the official version. I think your podcast has certainly been one of the most influential fan podcasts in the online Odyssey community. Certainly, we're going to miss it. I'm sad to see the unofficial podcast come to an end. It was a very influential podcast because it was one of the first fan podcasts. It's exciting for me to see what the, the fans have done, and I think um, 
part of the surge in fan podcasts is because of the unofficial podcast. So they've been really influential in the Odyssey fan community. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while, but I didn't know what to start it on. And that's when I realized Odyssey is something that these people are passionate about. Well, uh, let's put it this way. They are the ones that inspired me to do the Woodsman podcast. I actually sent the first episode to Chris, and he was one of the first people to hear the first episode of The Ceiling Fan. He wrote back and said, hey, this is great. I think people are going to love it. So they're a huge inspiration for me. So I think we can all blame Chris for not putting a stop to The Ceiling Fan when he had the chance. You know, those two leaving the podcast world kind of leaves a gaping hole in the Adventures and Odyssey universe. Yeah, we can only hope that some other fans will come along and fill it. That's right. Hi, Nate. I'm Sarah. And I'm Chris. I'm not the real Chris, though. I, say, I, a, I joke all the time. He's almost as good. Okay. Lexi, how old are you? I mean, eight. <laughs> Which one is it? Six or eight? Eight. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Are you really, really sure? I just turned eight. All right. Happy birthday. I don't know a lot of things from movies. That's okay. That's okay. We don't, I don't know a lot from movies either. Me either. Except we do have answer that. We have that. You have, you have answer, answer that? Oh, that's good. That's good. Cool. That's 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 Did you go to Wednesday? Uh-huh. It's fun? Yep. What was your favorite part of Wood's End? Uh, I like to scavenger hunt. I'm Chris, and... Hello, Chris. I'm Sarah. Hi, sir. So how long have you guys been listening to Odyssey? Um, I've been listening to him for about nine years. I remember when I, I first heard The Mysterious Stranger when I was really young, like I was like five, and it still kind of gives me the creeps to this day when he goes, I think my favorite day on the job ever was the Adventures in Odyssey live show. When they were here for the live show, we had a lot of fun together, too. I remember when Sarah baked cookies, my kids were oh, yeah. enjoying her chocolate chip cookies. and it was uh, They made us feel so special, and, uh, and I know they would probably say the same the other way around. One of the things we got to do that day was record the official and the unofficial podcast crossover. And that's why we're bringing in Becca. That's right. We've got Chris and Sarah, hosts of the unofficial I know it gets us too. Yeah. It gets you. I can do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. That's why we've brought in backup. Oh, see, that's even a better line, too. That's why Nathan makes the big dollars. This out this week. Oh. <laughs> We're not paying him anything. And that was really exciting to have uh, the official host and the unofficial host and Paul McCusker and. Uh, myself and Kevin and a bunch of people in here in the room at the same time. It just felt like history was happening with all these people in the room. Should I seem surprised that I've suddenly appeared? I mean, like as she called me from the, the humor bank. Is that <laughs> I was in the shower and suddenly I'm like here. Yeah, I'm just suddenly <laughs> appearing. It's a, a wonderful experience meeting them. And, uh, boy, just uh, the, the podcast itself... I think I learned a lot from their podcast. Could I have your autograph, Mr. McCusker? Chris, no. keep no. it professional. No. <laughs> I don't do autographs. No, just joking. <laughs> Sorry. Just sort of, what? No. Really? Oh. I remember uh, that it seemed like this is the end of an era of one uh, section of Odyssey fandom because all these people are going to meet and know each other now. It, they're not going to be separated anymore. And then this is the beginning of a new era of Adventures in Odyssey fans. And so that day in 2008 was very exciting and still remains uh, just a fantastic memory for me.
You know, Chris and Sarah, I just want to thank you so much for the time and dedication you've put into the unofficial podcast. I think your show really embodied what Odyssey fandom truly was. And uh, I just want to thank you. You know, we realize, you know, this is kind of a, a different time in life for Chris and Sarah. I know Sarah being married and uh, to her husband, Eli, and, and marriage rocks, but you really got to work on it. And it so, does. Uh, that's right. And Chris, uh, now having returned, is going to be going back to be a missionary. Uh, so we applaud that. And, and we realize that podcasts take a lot of time. Oh, they really and do. And when life changes, you, you sort of have to decide, what does God want me to do now? And uh, as much as we're going to miss them, we certainly respect the fact that they're giving uh, priority to the things that God has put in your path now. Exactly. And God has big plans for those too. All I can say is, Chris and Sarah, you're awesome. I just wanted to wish you all the best, and thanks for everything. Well, Chris and Sarah, it's been great hearing from you on the unofficial podcast, and I know this isn't really the end. I know that we'll hear more from you in the future, whether it's on the unofficial podcast or just uh, in emails and on the website. I know that you won't disappear completely. So uh, thanks for all you've done, and look forward to hearing more from you soon. I wish you guys the best, and I know God's going to use you in some awesome ways because you both are extremely talented and extremely passionate, not only for Odyssey, but for the Word, for God. And um, I hope you guys can carry the passion that you've shared with the niche audience of the Odyssey fan community to every aspect that you guys pursue. Because of the two of you, your your love and passion for Odyssey, you really pass that down to the next generation of fans. And uh, I just can't say thank you enough for doing that. So Sarah and Chris, enjoy what's ahead of you. Uh, thank you so much for your fandom and for your commitment to the podcast. Uh, we've really enjoyed uh, the time that we spent together. And uh, I just know on behalf of the fans of the official podcast, thank you for everything that you've done. And to both of you, Chris and Sarah, remember... With God in your life, every day's an adventure. Well, many people don't know this, but it was actually Chris and Sarah that inspired me to do almost everything that I've ever done in my whole life. You may be wondering, you know, how is that possible? I mean, these guys have only been around for, what, three years? So, you know, but what's interesting is uh, when I was three years old, I saw this, um, I was doing the laundry and some soap had spilt on the floor. Well, there was actually a uh, oil that had dried up there, and um, when the soap got on it, mixed with the water and everything, it caused a chemical reaction. And this image rose up of two faces. Uh, now, I didn't know who they were, but in the middle, there was an A, an I, and an O. I didn't know what all of that meant at first, and um, it was probably about four years later that I actually heard Odyssey for the first time, and I, I realized Adventures in Odyssey, well, that's the AIO right there. So it was these faces. I actually pictured Mr. Whitaker um, looking like the one face, and Connie, the, the female face I saw, looking like that. It was really these events that caused the chain reaction to, to lead me to be interested in Adventures in Odyssey, which then inspired me to be interested in radio and sound production, and, and that inspired me to go to the college that I went to and ended up doing an internship actually with Focus on the Family, uh, because it was actually at the live show that I saw these two people uh, that were the image. It was the, the image that I saw as a child, and, and it, was, um, it was Chris and Sarah. So uh, it was really Chris and Sarah who inspired me uh, to do everything I've ever done in my life.